Welcome to Nicole Zizi On Air, hosted by artist and designer, Nicole Zizi. Here we talk transparently about all things creative, from entrepreneurship, art, music, design, tech, sustainability, business ownership, and much more. Stick around to hear from creatives of all walks of life as they intimately share their experiences, tips, and advice. Welcome everyone to episode five of Nicole's Easy on Air. Today we have another special guest, a very special guest, longtime friend, artist and designer Kanji. What's up, Kanji? How you doing? What's up? It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here too. Thank you for allowing me to put you on my show. Of course, it's my pleasure. Really and truly my pleasure. Yeah. For people that don't know, we've known each other for a long ass time. A long, like, long time. Like high school jits. <laughs> How old am I right now? 22? I'm, so. I'm 23 now. So we've known each other since we were like 17, though. Yeah, 16 or 17. Yeah, 16 or 17. I know so. I probably was 16. Yeah. A year older than me. Yeah, yeah I want to say we met, we met like what, our sophomore year, I think it was? Maybe junior. Definitely sophomore year because... uh. That's when we started. That's when CD started and true, true, true. That was when I started making clothes and stuff too. Yeah, like I remember, um, I actually met all of X Lace because of Saeed because I had just started, you know, designing and painting and making clothing and stuff like that. But it was mostly just for myself. Like, I mean, I was selling here and there to people in school that inquired about it. Um, and kind of just now starting to kind of at that time take myself more seriously as a designer mm-hmm. um, and I remember Saeed hit me up asking me if I wanted to like you know be a designer for x Laced. and at the time that shit was so exciting to me I remember because you know I'd never been part of a collective or anything like that especially not one for creatives so it was definitely exciting for me at the time like I said I was 16 years old shit yeah the beginning of a dream nadir i know nadir maybe for over 10 years yeah i believe it he uh well we was friends like since elementary school but we were into shoes yeah middle school yeah that was how xlay started right yeah that's how it started and basically i don't know we just we were just all friends and it just became a group thing and then it just continued to evolve right and then we met kanji I don't know, maybe Dejar put Dejar Dejar was definitely the first person I made friends with. Um we hung out one time and then we were just you know, we just had a good friendship from then and then we decided that we were gonna go to um to the museum. Oh time. yeah, that's probably and, how and we that met. was how we all met because he ended up inviting everybody you, Jade, Mario uh, that's how I met Saeed too. I mean, I I known Saeed online already, but I didn't. I never met him or anything like that. Um, I think both Mario's were there, or was it just that one? I think it was. It was just um, little Mario. Yeah, maybe it was just. Kim that is Mario. how we met. Okay, it makes but sense. Yeah, now. yeah, that was definitely the day that we all met. We fucking all took the train all the way down to Boca. <laughs> Yo. We took the train all the way down to Boca because nobody had fucking cars. And we went to the museum. And we went to the museum. That museum was, was a beautiful nice. time. Yeah, we... I, I mean, we were smoking weed back then and shit, but, like, that wasn't even really what we did that day. We literally just... 
work is like kids having fun at an art museum. Yep. It's so funny. Yeah. So, like, how did you get into making clothes for yourself? Like, what inspired you, like, to start doing that? Um, I think, honestly, it was a, a mix of me just really liking clothes but not being able to afford the ones that I really wanted. Like, I was already a big Kanye fan, so obviously, like, you know, fashion was just, like, something that he's always brought up. So, naturally, I was just, you know, it was just something that sparked my interest. Um, my favorite part of the day has always been getting dressed in the morning, like, just putting an outfit together, you know, trying to make it be the best that it can be with the pieces that you've been owning for however long, because that's how life is when you're broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, my mom wasn't really buying me clothes like that or anything anymore. Um or if she did I mean she did but she she wasn't you know she wasn't getting me the stuff that I really really wanted so um I I got a job I remember I bought my fucking first um my first pair of CDGs and I didn't really have like nothing to wear it with (laughs) but you know I had already started painting and stuff so I just I just started painting on clothes at that point because I was like I have like you know cool concepts that I want to execute and didn't really have any I mean I I didn't know how to do graphic design back then yet so it wasn't like I could design something and go get it printed I didn't even understand how that process really worked back then mm-hmm. um so yeah but I had paint and fucking paint brushes so I just you know laid it out and my desk and I just started creating and then I I went to school and kids there were just interested you know they were asking me like just questions about about the clothing and whatnot they started asking if they could buy it um and yeah so I started selling shirts to kids for like fucking forty dollars and shit like that I remember my mom would be mad she would be like you should be charging way more for that (laughs) really yeah it was so funny because you know to me i'm like i don't really know where like the market price is but i mean my mom would watch me and like spend all this time you know what i'm painting. saying painting okay, yeah. and putting so she's she, counting the hours yeah exactly so she's counting the hours she's seeing how much effort i'm putting in on this so she's just like why are you only charging forty dollars <laughs> and to me that was so reasonable i was coming up back then i have no bills so, yeah. yeah, and then they're, they're all young, so it's like, but right. at the same time, you probably could have finessed it. Probably could, I probably could. Um, but that's but, what but was, you know, well, that's, that was that what was working. Yeah, that wasn't top. really my mo- my motto at the time. I was just I was just creating, honestly, yeah. and it was fun, and I I enjoyed that other people liked it, and I think that was mostly what, like I said, made me really want to take it to another level as far as the business went. Um, so I finally learned graphic design. I learned that my senior year of high school, cause I had um I had a computer class, and um the class had just started. Like they had just made it available in the school. So I was the only senior in the class, and everybody else was a freshman. So automatically, like my teacher just you know had preference for me or whatever because and and also he had been seeing what I'd been doing around the school and stuff like that. So he kind of just, like, let me do whatever I wanted on the computers and, like, gave me, like, Photoshop tutorials and whatnot. Um, He just, you know, it it wasn't... He really didn't... 
like teach me like you know what i'm saying like he wasn't behind me on the computer screen but he definitely made the tools available for me Mm -hmm. which i think was most important at the time because it definitely allowed me to you know like explore my own creativity and just kind of do what i wanted um and my designs were so dark back then because i was at such a different part of my life but they were they were a lot darker so my teacher would always be like why are you (laughs) are you okay (laughs) like what are you doing (laughs) but but it was cool he is still very supportive i actually really want to go back to check in on him and kind of just let him see everything that i've that i've worked on so far because i think he would really love that yeah that would be dope his name was mr carlton shout out mr carlton for real shout out high school and you know what else what else really uh pushed me as well I mean, there were a lot of things that pushed me, honestly. Like, as far as my creative life, I can honestly say it's been very blessed as far as the people that have been around me because they've definitely always been very supportive and, you know, just kind of try to, I guess, help me pave my own way however they could. And um, so my since I was in that class, the, uh, our principal actually commissioned me to to do a t-shirt for the whole school that literally every single person in the school got wow that's amazing yeah it was you oh my god you know what so i probably still have it somewhere i'm not sure where it is but i know i have it but interest i never really thought about it until right now but interestingly enough it was actually um uh like a map of the world and um and she had me like kind of make a a yin yang Mm-hmm. with the with like the you know just the colorway it's like it was like the earth shape and she had me do it like a yin yang and now i'm thinking about it and i'm like holy shit that's so much of what my brand is about right now like i use the world you know like the like the graphic or like the map or whatever all yeah. the time and the number two what it stands for me it's you know the duality of things like i like i really love highlighting the positive and the negative aspects because you really need both to create this balance that we need you know mm-hmm. so yeah that but yeah literally she definitely commissioned me i mean she didn't pay me actual money but she gave me like i think a hundred and something uh service hours which is more than you even need to graduate so yeah that was cool Shout oh that's dope Vera. she gave me service hours to yeah just yeah design. she gave me service hours just to design i definitely didn't take no hundred hours doing that either you know she just gave that to me mm-hmm. but that was awesome that that was that was definitely a very interesting point because i was just about to graduate um like i was about to leave and yeah and, I, and she she let me put like my signature on the design and also literally everybody's wearing a shirt with like my logo on it my logo at the time anyway it was different than it is now how many how many did you guys make um however many were for the whole school i honestly yeah. don't remember like, yeah it was for all four grades too like and it was a big school i i can't tell you how many it was exactly but it also like seven thousand yeah i don't you know what i don't know i, w- I was gonna guess like 1500 but there but you it might be two, right it was four grades i don't know it is four grades so it might be like a thousand 1500 for each grade but true 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 maybe i don't know just my guess because i know my school was like it was right. a thousand kids for each oh, each grade okay. I wish but I, I don't know for, for a lot of had a lot maybe, of i think i want to say there was like 500 kids in my class it was maybe? a smaller smaller school it, it might be, i mean it was a pretty big school in my opinion but they were also doing a lot of construction so maybe that fluctuated everything too but i really don't know she did tell me the number but that was so long ago i just really don't remember honestly 
that's dope though like but yeah hell yeah I'm, I'm sure there's still kids that have that shirt you know <laughs> i mean that shirt is ugly as fuck to me i don't think i ever wore it but, i was gonna ask you, but, if, you would, if you would re-release something like that again with the world the yin yang that I, sounds fire i think i might remake it and actually make it look good so that i like it because i don't really like it and that's why i never wore it but it, it was just a cool accolade to have you know what i mean yeah you did something for your school right that not a lot of people do that i don't even think many people do that especially a student right exactly she could so she saw a lot in you for real Mm -hmm. to be able to be like yo like design this shirt for this whole entire school yeah no that's one thing honestly my teachers always 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 were very very like supportive for anything that I did like even my math teacher I was so fucking good at math I graduated with eight math credits didn't do nothing with them because I didn't even go to college but um I had her sign my yearbook and she knew I was really good at math because you know she saw my grades she's she's my calculus teacher Mm mm-hmm and um damn i wish i had the yearbook with me it's in florida actually but but basically what she said was something like um that i that i should continue pursuing my career in art because life is just not as beautiful without it Mm -hmm. and this was my fucking calculus teacher telling me this like you know like that that was different because she was such a person that you know you could just tell she was so full of life and like she would recognize the talent in in her students and even if they were good at something else they would she's the type of person to push for what they want to do you know rather than what might necessarily i don't know make them more money or something but the most logical thing to do yeah because at the end of the day if you're doing something you're not interested in right you're literally gonna hate what you're doing the entire literally. time. That's what I tell people all the time. And the thing is, you know, any career in life is gonna give you troubles. So that's why it's so important to go for something that you actually really love because, I mean, shit. Even my career in art hasn't always been all, you know what I'm saying? It's not always been beautiful fucking flowers here and everywhere you know what i mean it's it's definitely been tough at some points but one thing i can say is that's definitely been worth it and and that's so important about any career like you have to fall in love with the process because it really never stops i mean when like you i've definitely reached points in my life where like i know 16 year old me wouldn't believe that i was even capable of you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so to be here in the position that I'm in and still like knowing that they're like, you know, now I, I'm, I have completely different goals. Like I want to achieve so much more. So yeah, like I'm never going to get to an end point. So I have to fall in love with the process and that's for anybody. And for, like I said, for any type of work, because any line of work is going to give you troubles, but if you love it, you'll find how worth it it is. Can you walk us through your journey? Jeez. I mean, that's, I definitely just explained to you, I guess. Yeah, like you, a, you explained good, the starting point. Chunk, a good chunk of the of the intro of how I really started. Because I feel um, like you had, like, you had maybe, like, 10 different careers <laughs> in, like, 10 years. All in art, though, but, like, 10 different, 10 different things that you did. <laughs> that's so funny. Thank you. Yeah, man. After I graduated from high school... I had like a little episode in my life where 
I don't know. I think I was just really overwhelmed because, like, like I said, I just had so many goals and aspirations, and it was like I knew that I could get there, and I didn't really know how. Um, no idea how. I just knew that. I, I guess I was frustrated because I knew that. I had the potential to do so much. I already had so many like people behind me and you know just supporting me. Um and yeah, like I said I had just graduated. So it, and my life was changing obviously. Um I had just gotten kicked out of my house, so I wasn't living with my mom anymore. I was like 18 years old. Um and whatever. Basically I ended up going to Peru for like two months um, and I kind of just went like ghost from everything like I kind of deleted social media, my Instagram, my Twitter, everything. And I just took that time out to really get to know myself more and, and figure it out because like I said I was frustrated and, and I just knew that I could do so much and I just didn't know how. so. I was just frustrated and I just knew that I needed to get back to my roots, which is in Peru because that's where I was born. Mm -hmm. um, and I really wanted to see my family. Like, I, that's something that I'm like constantly struggling with, even like to this day, because most of my family is in Peru. Um, my mom and my grandma are the only people that are in America here. So, so it's kind of something that's always like in the back of my mind. And I knew that. Um, with all of the emotions that I was going through, like I, like I said, I just, I just knew that I needed to get back to my roots, so I did. Um, I spent two months there, literally mostly painting. Like um, we have a house over there where I was raised, so it was just a really beautiful place to get back to because it's literally my childhood. Um, and my two brothers and my dad are still over there, so my two brothers still uh, are living in that house. Well, actually, one of them lives in Colombia now, but he was there at the time. Um, so I painted like a mural in almost every room in the house. Um, I painted a really, really big mural of, uh, you've probably seen it. I'm sure you have. It's yeah, the one with the those three, girls. three, yeah, those three girls and the camo background mm -hmm. that, that was in my room in Peru where I grew up. So it's like a big as fucking wall piece that pretty much took like the whole two months that I was there, but I was still like, you know, in, in between my breaks from that painting, I was working on other pieces. So I had painting, painted a mural in, in my brother's wall and I was just painting on like canvases and stuff like that, um, which I love painting. It really is like my therapy. And I think that's like the reason why I don't take commissions from it. That's like the one thing I refuse to take commissions for because it's just, it just ma it brings me so much healing and I don't want to like you know like I don't want to um I don't know you don't want to taint that yes that's the word that I was looking for I don't want to taint the craft because I don't know I guess I'm kind of selfish with it but whatever <laughs> yeah to, um, art, you know artists tend to be selfish with things they love like right who <laughs> man I don't think that people could pay me enough to like actually like if i'll paint something and like if if they want to buy it if they want to buy something i've already painted that's different but i'm not taking like requests on what i'm painting yeah. you know um because you're not in it for the money it's just something you just like to do exactly it's literally my therapy like that's my healing process right there which as as a designer like it's been something that's 
been very very like necessary because i can't i can't design when i'm down bad for real like when my when my mind's not in the right place i cannot design for shit like it's so funny to me when people say that they work best when they're like heartbroken or something like that i can't really do that shit that shit weighs me the fuck down i think i work my best when i'm broke though <laughs> like that's when i'm like okay i fucking need to figure this shit out <laughs> but um but yeah like i said i i spent those two months in peru I what did those paintings very... me- mean to you um you know i think i was just getting it all out i think i was just uh releasing those first 18 years of my life that just i mean they were beautiful times don't get me wrong but they were i had also just gone through a lot like for like after when i was 10 years old was when i moved here Mm -hmm. um to america and i had to leave my whole family behind i had to leave a lot behind you know so i spent the next eight years kind of like recreating myself and then it, it was just good to go back and like i said release all of that you know what I'm saying? Everything that just had happened just so I could embrace it at the same time and learn those lessons. And and yeah, I was kind of just the entire time that I was painting, I was just listening to, to books and stuff like that. Um, like, I think that was the first time that uh, I listened to The Secret, the book, um, and also about a book about the law of attraction and yeah just just a lot of um you know a lot of things that really helped me build my my mindset in a more positive way so that i could move forward with you know just just a lot more positivity because i realized that that's something that i was really lacking in my life like i said my work before that was always really dark like Mm -hmm. it was always um I don't know, like, it was very, like, bloody and gory and shit. Like, I my, I, I would only use, like, black, white, and red for the most part, or, like, a mix of the three colors. Um, and, yeah, and, and like I said, when I went to Peru, I think I kind of got to finally release all of that pain and everything that I had been through, and, and I kind of just got to recalibrate myself and, and be able to, you know, kind of just come back here a better me, like, mm-hmm. a, a more solidified kanji <laughs> and also i if i'm not mistaken that was when i decided to uh I, I like short after that was when i decided to drop the west and i just went by kanji rather than kanji west <laughs> R.I.P. Kanji why did you drop the west honestly because i just didn't want to like always have feel like i was associating myself with this other artist like i I wanted to be my own entity which which i was regardless but i just didn't think that that was helping and um yeah it's a branding thing yeah it was definitely a branding thing because don't get me wrong i fucking love kanye but but also i'm not a sheep and i don't i don't ever want to like I, I it'd be so funny to me when people ask me like you know when kanye does some wild shit and i'm like the first people like first person that people kind of run to to kind of like see what i'm saying about it to yeah because you're a big ass yeah but but i don't always agree with him though that's the thing like or or even if honestly a lot of the time i'm disagreeing with him but i think that's what i like so much about it because um or even if i'm not disagreeing honestly most of the time i can understand or even if i am disagreeing i can understand kind of where he's coming from Mm -hmm. or like 
I don't know. I guess just because I've been a fan for so long, I've picked up on, like, some of his patterns as, like, you know, how he creates, like, his his rollouts or whether it be albums or, like, you know, whenever he's just about to release something or whatever. So I've picked up on a lot of his patterns by now, and, I, and I've picked up on just how he moves about certain things. And so, like, for example, when he wore the MAGA hat or whatever, um... And everybody was mad. I obviously was not agreeing with him. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah. And then everybody, like I said, was looking to me to see if I fucking agreed with him. And I'm like, hell no, he's fucking tweaking out. Like, you really think I'm going to agree just because... That's my favorite artist. I like his music, I mean, some bro. people, some stands are like that, though. Like, people that actually really, really stand artists, they agree with them regardless of what, what they say. Right, but I think... But more, you just, like, draw inspiration from him. Yeah, more, more so, because the thing that I love about him is that he's fucking bold. And that's the one thing that I can, I'm always going to appreciate about him. Like, whether right or wrong, he's loud about it. And, like... You know, I I feel like it's so hard to really, um, I guess, to, like, (sighs) okay, so so let's talk about cancel culture, right? Because a lot of people wouldn't be wanting to cancel him for shit like that. But I think, I think shit like that, like, when he does some childish shit like that, or anybody does some ignorant shit, Mm -hmm. and people are so quick to cancel that person, that person who... I, back to Kanye this person has so much influence over so many people canceling him is like the easy way out you know what I mean versus actually um, sitting down with that person and trying to kind of you know come to a common ground as far as um, as far as how we can make each other better in society because you know, everybody's always wondering what their purpose is as like it's like a sole human being, and the thing is, it's everybody has a purpose, but everybody's purpose is like for each other. So it's just like, what is our purpose as a humankind? You know, it's not just your purpose or just my purpose or just Kanye's purpose. You know, it's mm-hmm. so it's it's always gonna be something that. And this is a reason why I really have been loving using circles in my designs lately because it literally goes like a circle like this. Like this is all just energy flowing. And like when something stops at a certain point because fucking Kanye wore a MAGA hat, the only way to continue like the energy flowing is to actually deal with that problem. And like canceling out that problem only makes a hole in that circle. So now it's not even a continuous circle anymore. You know, so you're kind of just skipping over the shit that you don't like when really we should be working as, you know, as a society, as friend to friend to actually make the next person better and for everybody to be able to find common grounds. Because if you were to say some crazy shit or if I were to say some crazy shit, I would hope that as friends, me and you can talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's I don't believe in cancel culture i don't i don't i don't think there is really a cancel culture right because you know kanye was canceled mad times mm-hmm. when he came back it's there's no such thing as a cancel culture exactly. i think um social media tends to be very judgmental when they mm-hmm. don't agree with something on some holier um, than thou shit but i do believe that we supposed to hold people accountable absolutely i agree 100%. and um 
Kanye don't be listening. That's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't listen. He's so, a big ass kid. Yeah, he doesn't listen. So like, you know, we try to hold him accountable. Right, right, right. He don't. He's like, yeah, I don't really care. This is my. Of this course. Is me. Which is okay. Everyone's it was well, not okay, but that's him. So, it, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's him. But, I, sorry, continue. But um, yeah, I I don't I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe in holding people accountable. Absolutely. I think just even you know having that conversation, even if it doesn't necessarily get through to that person, at least at least you try. It, at least you're planting the seed, and you know someone I'm, like because it's not like it's going to be in one conversation and we're done now mm-hmm. it's never like that but we what we can do is plant the seed and continue watering the seed because god knows we're going through like you know we're we're basically especially in every with everything that's going on today we're essentially kind of this not destroying but um but i don't know i guess trying to heal thousands and thousands and thousands of years of of pain and like of people just having certain mindsets because of how they were raised and because of like the trauma that they went through growing growing up and mm-hmm. whatnot. and and like i said that shit is really not it's never gonna be just a okay we had this conversation this one time and that's it like it's something we're gonna continue having to continue to talk about but that's why it's so important to keep the conversation alive regardless you know and and another reason why i really love this concept of of duality and bringing the dark and the light to the to the front for is because that's the only way that like i said we can find a balance between the two because whoever it may be can do something really awful right for whatever fucked up reason it is um that doesn't make it okay ever but you know it did happen so now the only way to kind of be able to make that person see why what they did was even fucked up to begin with is for someone else to bring light to that dark situation you know so um and then from just that one situation between those two people especially if they if they're celebrities or whatever you know if they're somebody that has influence over over a bigger group of people like a bigger like a a mass group of people and they're watching that situation then we can now we as a society can start talking about that topic and we can start you know now we're avoiding going through this awful situation that this person caused and at least we're talking about it so that in future references we can at least you know what I'm saying? Like, now we're keeping this reference in mind. Like, okay, that's not okay to do. Or that's not okay yeah. to say. Or I shouldn't treat this person this way. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, just actually being conscious about certain things that people do. And now, you know, so that way you can become more self-aware about what you do. Because so often people move without being self-aware. And I think that's that's one of the biggest causes as to why people do fucked up shit sometimes because they're not being 100% self-aware always I mean don't get me wrong there are definitely people that be doing fucked up shit being 100% self-aware but um but yeah I feel like we're talking about something completely different and then we drifted off to Kanye 
I mean, if we're gonna bring up Kanye, we had to bring up the fact that he right. does some fucked up stuff, especially after what he did. <laughs> yeah, this week. no, we he's won't talk done about so it. much. Like I said, it's he a said, pattern. It's such a cycle with him. That's why it's just like when people. I mean, people have all the right to feel however the fuck they want to feel, but but to me, I, I'm the type of person that's gonna be unbothered regardless because like it's just with him. He is so like. He's a powerful figure for black people. Yes, absolutely. So I it's, agree. it's just hurtful. I, I agree completely. But but that's what I mean when uh, when I say about starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because um, because he is that person. Like you said, like he is a powerful black figure. Um, it's as far as the future goes. Like I said, now people are going to be more self-aware about how they're yeah, how they, their own you know uh where it'd be like whether it be a speech or whatever it is like whether yeah so it, you're saying that it's going to help the person that is affected by it more rather than kanye is that what you're saying like kind of i mean i would hope I mean, kanye, kanye find some damn healing but yeah. i'm just saying that it kind of works like a um, a healing process for both parties uh what's the word that I, it, it works a like an enzyme yeah. like an enzyme to this entire process because like i said it's not just for me and you but it's for everybody okay. and it's unfortunate that some people you know what i'm saying are in the hot seat more than others but yeah like at the end of the day at the end of the day every like this is only gonna keep going like this is a big ass fucking like you know what i'm saying yeah i mean at the end of the day we're all human we all make exactly mistakes. and That's we're all gonna is. continue progressing as human beings and nobody is fucking perfect i know god knows i've done some fucked up shit in my life and the only reason why i'm not in the hot seat about it is because it's i'm not a fucking celebrity public figure and you know people are not talking about it mm-hmm. um and you know that that goes for most people in this life like i'm not perfect you're not perfect my roommates upstairs are not perfect everybody has done their dirt in this lifetime yeah so that's that's what i mean when i say that it's so important to have the conversations because even if um like say kanye did some shit that that I don't know fucking your cousin has done before but like I said nobody's fucking talking about it because they don't know who that is yeah um but but you're hoping that you know what I'm saying like that you can have the conversation with at least your cousin so that you can make that person better and and it's kind of like that but just more in a more amplified sense because you know he's a public figure exactly um yeah that was a sidetrack but <laughs> big sidetrack so you dropped the can- the the West we part. The West. We dropped the West because we're individuals. <laughs> I'm very much an individual, and yeah, like I said, I just didn't want to keep carrying all that shit with me because it is annoying. Honestly, like the fuck, I'm not his fucking friend. I'm not related to him for real. Like, like why are people checking for me over what Kanye did? I told him to do that shit. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. This is so funny to me. Plus, it's just a good conversation. <laughs> nah, it is. It is. Don't get me wrong. I, I low-key love talking about it, but it just has to be with the right person because most people, you know what I'm saying, are not even, like, willing to really listen to 
the other reasoning behind it, I guess. But mm-hmm. whatever. So you dropped the West. What did I you start? I dropped the West. I came back to America, and um, I just started, like I said, getting more serious about myself. So I finally um, we we did more more CD shows. So we were just getting a lot of work in as far as like even producing the shows. Um, we were meeting people here, like you know, just rubbing shoulders with the right people, um, and it just kind of. I just continued to become more and more of a real thing. Um, I, I remember I got a job as soon as I came back from Peru because, like I said, I, I wasn't living at my mom's house anymore, so now I have to figure it out for my own, for myself. So I got a job, um, and then uh, I think I was there for like eight to nine months or so. And then um, I decided to just start uh to just start doing freelance work and um, and live off of graphic design because I really wanted to prove that to myself that I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already... I was already doing commissions and stuff, um, but like I said, I did have a job which was cutting into my time. And I decided that, you know, I was just going to really risk everything into this because to me that was the only way that I was gonna like truly be able to you know I had to force myself to figure it out so I did for three years I lived off a freelance and it was beautiful it was it was very draining though but it was a beautiful thing why would you say it was draining most people Um, would be like yo like when you when you're freelance you have more freedom nah absolutely but but you're still working for other people technically so like for example like some artists are just not fun to work with i mean don't get me wrong there are artists that i loved working with so that made it all the you know i made it made it worth the while for sure Mm -hmm. i don't regret it but um after three years i think i kind of finally tapped into like another part of myself where i knew that i wanted to just focus on surviving off of like my craft but for working for myself i didn't necessarily want to take any jobs from other people anymore because sometimes i would have to take jobs that i didn't want to take because i had to pay a bill you know like shit my rent's due next week i have to do like three covers for whoever the fuck and like i don't know sometimes i just didn't want to do them so like you know i was kind of draining like kind of burning myself out in that sense um so yeah, after three years, um, I actually was finally getting like some of the best commissions that I that I had gotten. Like I was, I was getting to a point where I mean I was still working for other people, but they were companies that I genuinely wanted to work with, um, and they were gonna be amazing. And then, fucking out of nowhere, my laptop crashes, and I had two really really good gigs that like we're gonna pay me enough for me to be like okay fuck it i'm just gonna buy another laptop so i did and literally not even a month or two later it got stolen so that was a really big hit on my life so then that was when i got a a regular job again after three years of just living off a freelance and um i mean honestly i really could have went and got another laptop if i really wanted to but i i definitely felt like the universe was trying to tell me something and now that I think back on it, as great as those like gigs and those jobs that I was about to get were going to be for me, they also would have taken a lot of my time and I 
probably would have gotten consumed in them to a point that I wouldn't have been able to work on my stuff that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you, you believe that was a sign to like, slow down? Yeah, I think the universe was just kind of like, you know, you're at a really good place right now. Don't fuck it up mm-hmm. by, you know, continuing to pour all of your energy into something that you know you can because that honestly those opportunities are always going to be there for me especially if i continue doing what i'm doing the way that can continue building me as a designer as an artist um so yeah like i said i i was definitely bummed out at first because i really did want to work with those people but i just um i just took it as a sign and um I think I got a regular job for like, <laughs> I was working at this office job for like a month and some wild shit happened with a coworker there. Like, it was just, <laughs> it almost felt like another sign from the universe. Like, it, it just so much shit happened in those short three, four weeks that I was working there that it, at that point I felt like, okay, universe doesn't want me to have a regular job either <laughs> or at least maybe not in florida i think that's what it was so that was when i decided to move to atlanta um so i've been here for about a year and it was great because the cost of living here is so much lower um so at first, i i already had a good amount of money saved up when i when i moved here um so at first i took the first month to kind of kind of do the same thing that I did in Peru um just obviously not to the same extent because I didn't go all the way to Peru but I take the, I did take the first month that I was living here to kind of just um release again so I painted my entire room I don't think you've seen oh well you I saw it, it. I saw it on social and I just oh, okay, saw okay. it okay yeah yeah I, I'll, I'll walk you because there's another part in it I mean it's, it's kind of messy right now because everything was going on but I'll still show you but yeah um took that first month to release painted my whole fucking room it felt great (laughs) i was going through a lot of life changes then too like you know i had just lost jose like i think six months before that um and i was just like parting ways with my best friend at the time um so it was just a lot going on for myself at the time and yeah i just needed that time to kind of i don't know process everything because even while all of that was happening there was so much other stuff going on still at the time that i didn't really get to process it the way that i should have mm-hmm. um rest so yeah to him, yeah rest in peace my boy long live princess but yeah and um you know once once i finally got all that out um got a regular job again just to save up because like i said the cost of living here was was so low that i was like this is a good time for me to just save up because i still i mean i had finally i had released a lot of what i needed to but i was still very much going through a healing process i still am honestly but but I am at a better place now to a point where I finally feel okay to design again and 
get back into what I love doing because like I said I really really cannot do it unless my mental is right so you know I just um I, I this next um, this next brand that I'm gonna release is something that I've actually been plotting on for a very very long time so um second to none yeah second to none that's the new brand coming out July 22nd um this will probably be out by then some two days from now <laughs> but yeah um it's something that I've been plot- plotting on for a really long time so I'm really really excited about it because I'm finally tapping back into my energy of you know just being locked into my laptop and getting all of this done and yeah so just really excited for a new beginning like I said I am at a much much better place now mentally um and yeah I've just I've just finally been able to come terms to come to terms with um with this new life that I'm kind of I guess stepping into because I know it's going to be different like I said I definitely came here from a whole another country so a lot of what I'm doing is just it's it, like people can't even fathom the shit that I do where I'm from so I am very grateful for sure but it is really really different you know so um how would you say it's different like what what's the contrast i mean there's there's so much there's just so so much you know it's a third world country people there like fucking go to school so that they can find the best job that they can to be able to support their family they go to work every day and just you know it's just it's just not half as fun as life is here unfortunately um i mean you know of course everywhere any place has its pros and cons like Peru is a beautiful fucking place. There's two of the seven world wonders there. Like, it's definitely a high energy place. Mm-hmm. I I love being there because it's so like I genuinely feel like I'm a human being on Earth. Like it's it's the most um it's the most gr- it's the most grounding place for me because um. I don't know. I, I obviously because it's where I was born, but also it's just somewhere so filled with love, mm-hmm. which here I feel like that's a little bit harder to find. I feel like you can't just step outside and feel love all the time. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, of, of course it's depending on your mindset because anybody can wake up and feel love, but but some people don't have the luxury to do that because of whatever type of environment they're in. But as far as like opportunities and really getting to live out your dreams, like that's here, you know what I mean? Like I can't live off of graphic design in Peru, you know what I mean? I mean, I probably could could have figured that if I really wanted it to, but it probably just wouldn't have been something that I even, you know, cause it's, it's life there is not, um, as inspiring as far as creativity or like you know a life as a creative goes because it just seems so far-fetched to even be able to live off of that there because the market is not there for that like okay. that's here you know what I yeah, mean that, like there's no art market is, there exactly it is or it's, it's, it's very, a very it's small very small exactly it's, it, it really is generally hard I actually um I don't remember if it was the last time I was in Miami. It might have been the the time before that earlier on this year, like in January. But um, I went to the BBC store in Wynwood 
And, it's crazy to me. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I love that we have a BBC store there now. But I went to the BBC store because my friend was working over there. And so I just want to go say hi and whatnot. And I step outside and Abstract is there. Um, he's painting a mural. And, you know, he's Cuban. So um, there was this guy there and they were speaking Spanish to each other. And I'm listening to that other guy speak. And, you know, just from his accent, I can tell he's Peruvian. Um, but, I mean, he had already told me that he had, because he knows I'm Peruvian, so he had already told me that uh, he had a friend that he was painting with there that, that's Peruvian. So I just wanted to go say hi. So I go talk to him, and he is telling me that he actually still lives in Peru, but as far as work goes like he's flying into america and flying into like other countries to you know where he that's where he's actually making his money but i loved the fact that he still lives in peru like that I mean, was yeah, so it's possible to me yeah it's so that I, me, I have family back in haiti where they travel right. from haiti to new york all the time yeah i believe it's it. just like you know just have, but, have yeah, to have the funds to just, do that i just think it, it's it's just not as um as likely to happen i think if anything because um yeah i mean here bro i, I think it's likely maybe in like five more years i would hope so bro honestly that's something that i'm trying to fucking make happen because i think bro like i said that even if as you live there like part-time like yeah yeah oh for sure for sure but even as far as create not just for myself because i have the opportunities already but you know for other people as well Mm -hmm. because like i'm just one person like it's great that i get to do this but like i said something that's always in the back of my mind is that my entire family is over there and and the shit that I do here is so far-fetched to them. Like, I don't... They don't even understand my lifestyle, you know? Which I hate because, I like, I definitely wish that <laughs> that they did. I mean, they... they I feel like they kind of get it, but I think that they just... What they get mostly is that it's so different that it's hard for them to grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But, yeah, I, I think that's all... That's definitely something I wanted to do. Like, once I get everything locked in for my business and I have enough money to do so um, the first thing I'm doing is bringing my brother over here with a work visa because he's so so talented he's a photographer um, and he's just fucking amazing bro like he's the person who inspired me to pick up a camera to begin with so like even before he he was shooting um, he used to write a lot because he has a degree in journalism so it's both writing and photography Mm -hmm. but before he started photography he was writing so um, I was writing a lot of poems like I would write short stories a lot like that was where my creativity really like started I guess um, amplifying because I've I've always been a creative kid I used to help my mom do like ceramics and stuff like that because she's she's a teacher so um she's a teacher for kindergartner kids so she would always have to do arts and crafts and stuff like for her classroom so i would always help her um but you know that was just me being a kid um but yeah my when once my brother like really went and got a degree in something like creative i think that was what kind of made me um you know just i i think it's it really sparked my interest because because i've always felt like i had so much to say and um but I don't I don't necessarily love speaking out loud. Like I'm so comfortable doing this with you because we've been friends for so long, but I don't know. I low key hate being I think that's probably why I don't make music is cause like I don't I don't really like being recorded. I don't like hearing my voice. 
I'm, I'm just not good with public speaking. So writing to me was a really good escape for that because people could just read it from, you know, their home and their own comfort. And I didn't have to be there to see their reaction or anything. And you could proofread it, edit. That too. <laughs> I edit. Exactly. I'm like, this word doesn't really, you know, express what I'm trying to say. But, but yeah, I think, um, just overall, it, it was something that really started um, making me dive into certain creative aspects of myself. And then, like I said, he started uh, photographing, so then I got a camera. Actually, Ice was the first person to give me my own camera because he had two at the time. So he gave me, um, he had a Canon, I think it was like a Rebel at the time um, or something like that. No, Rebel is for Nike. I don't remember. I don't Rebel remember, is but canon. I, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, he gave me one of those at first, and then, like, two or three years later, he got a Sony, so he didn't need his other canon. So now I have that canon. It's like a 70, I think? 70D, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Ice. I fucking love Ice. That boy had. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, Ice gave me my first pair of beats. Bro, Ice is like. After my brother, he's the sec- second person I'm hiring for, for second to none. He already knows it too. I mean, he's we've been working together, you know, but he's fucking godsend, I swear. Like he's just so smart and just has common sense, so he's so easy to, you know what I'm saying? Like just work with and yeah, <laughs> be sure. able to delegate and whatnot, you know? He's sure he has common sense. Yeah, you know, great person. Shout out to Ice once again. <laughs> So you have a plethora of different people that you've worked with. Mm-hmm. Who or what brands were your favorite? All right. So off rip, um, I have two in mind. I definitely love, love, love working with Robert Gallardo. Um, I mean, he has a few different brands in his hands as well. So even just, you know, naming him is already naming a few brands, but um yeah he's somebody i really really love to work with like we <clears throat> we've done some um i i did a little something for odd for them or with them um we did like a uh what's it called you're gonna have to cut this part out because i can't remember the word now even <laughs> um oh yeah oh yeah okay i'm just gonna start that part over <laughs> I work with Gallardo on a on a video treatment for for Rocky for one of um the video soft testing which is really fun. That was uh, I think the second time that I went to LA, and it's funny because I actually had totally forgotten about it until when I was in LA just last week, and because I linked with him when I was over there. And we were just talking about you know all of the shit that we've done like all of the different um projects we've worked on that that was something he brought up and like I said I had completely forgotten about it so when he mentioned it and then he ends like you know the conversation was like yeah that video is out now and I'm just like it is <laughs> and I was like I was like well damn so we, I literally watched the video for the first time like last week and that video has been out for like two years now I think it came out in like 2018 so that was really interesting um Another one of my favorite projects was Bad Vibes Forever, for sure, just because, um, you know, I, I knew Joss since um, I was in high school, I might not, but 
Like, we already worked on a lot of stuff together, but um, we actually hadn't been speaking, I think, for like a year when he randomly hit me up. Um, just over a difference or whatever that we hadn't been ske- that we hadn't been speaking, but he hit me up and was like, um, he basically just wanted me to help him design Bad Vice Forever, like the clothing brand. Um, and I remember I was in school at the time actually because my mom was begging me to go back to school, so I was taking um, like three classes a week for for an esthetician license, like for skincare and stuff like that. I remember. Yeah. Nobody really knows about that because I was sorry. I literally just did it just so my mom would be happy. And it's like, fuck it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was in school at the time, literally when he called me. So I just went to his house right after. And um, we were just talking about everything, catching up. And it was just so beautiful getting to see him again because I hadn't seen him since we were doing all those shows together, like way back then when we were in high school. So... <sighs> Uh, that was when he was still living in in the house with members only and whatnot. And then shortly after that, he had moved into that fucking big ass mansion. And we kind of just spent. I was I was staying with him like three four days out of the week, just to um, you know, just to design with him and whatnot. And yeah, it, it was a fun experience overall. Like one day, he, I, I remember so vividly. He woke me up at like five in the morning showing me like this um this concept that he wanted to execute for a t-shirt so he shows me i look at the time he's telling me he's like yo i need you to get up right now and go make a sample of this and i'm like look at the time i'm like it's five in the morning bro like nothing is open right now i can't go anywhere to make this sample (laughs) like why'd you wake me up at five in the morning to do this (laughs) but but it was great though it was a really good experience um definitely different that was my first time working with um well working for a brand that i knew would have you know this much amount of sales like we were making like a thousand t-shirts of each design and we had like five different designs um and we basically just got them all printed, but we had to sew all the tags in. So it was me, Tim, and Gerb. So the three of us were like just working on the clothing stuff all the time. And we we're just in that little office, bro. It was like, it was just a room with three sewing machines, a fucking big ass embroidery machine, and like 200 boxes of t-shirts fell to the top that we had to like take the tags out so so the next one in bag them up well fold them steam them fold them bag them up it was such a process but it was so worth it i i enjoyed every second of that honestly <laughs> but yeah th- those are probably the my two favorite like big big projects that i've worked in so far um but yeah, I mean, even the shows that we did back then were so fucking awesome. Like, those were a completely different type of projects. That was nothing like what I'm doing now. I haven't done a show in a long time, actually. Those were awesome, but a headache. They were such a they headache. They scarred me for event planning. That's why I stopped, bro. They were such a headache. But, but it was a really good experience for us at the time as far as 
you I've know, been connecting with people, connecting meeting with people, people, learning, and how. also just building something for Absolutely. the community. Yes, nobody Bro, was doing we, that exactly. Like we generally built a platform for the underground like just, there were so many kids that were making music at the time bro like Broward had like 500,000 500, SoundClouds <laughs> yeah and it was definitely a good experience like we got to meet so many people through that yeah and, and way before they blew up way before they blew way up way before they blew up and actually like built great relationships with them because bro like Remember when we booked, um, well, actually, I don't know if you were in town for that, but we had booked, uh, Rich, Richie P for, um, for Eli's show. Well, it was Eli's show. He had booked him. It was like, nah, that wasn't the 420 show. The 420 show was his lucky, um, I don't remember. But I mean, was, I remember Red CP yeah, at one of the... Events. Or was it for the CD5 that we booked him for? For, like, the road to CD5? Nah, it, it has to be a bigger... I, I don't know, but I remember meeting him oh, at an event, though. It was for about damn time, too, when he did... Um, was that, it at Hollywood that Live? with Drew? No, it was at... Um, I want to say it was, like, Apalaka, or, or maybe... Um, I don't remember, but it was a like a like a warehouse type venue where we did a uh, road to CD five there. Oh, then I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't. Okay, well, um, whatever. Fucking, we did that show with Rich and, and oh Richie P. Yes, oh, why was yes, I yes. thinking Richie same? No, 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 not Richie. We did so many shows with Richie. Not like, I feel like I've boy. seen him mad times. Yo, before. shout out to Richie. That boy has been out here and putting work in, and he, bro. <laughs> He's fucking amazing. I fucking love Richie. But nah, we had booked uh, Rex yeah, for like that show. And, um, and fucking Eli, I guess, left his phone on the DJ booth or something. Like, he just didn't have it. So I'm calling him the next morning. I'm like, you know, just to check on him, make sure he's okay and whatnot. Because we had all gotten pretty fucked up that night. Um, and I'm calling him and he's not answering the phone. So whatever, later I get a call back from his number, but it's not him, it's Rich. And he's like, yo, uh, basically he's like, yo, uh, your boy left his phone at my DJ booth and like, I just wanted to give it back before we left. And I was just like, bro, that's so fucking real. (laughs) Like you could have just kept the phone, you know? Yeah. Like that, like shit, like little, little shit like that, honestly, I think was what, what really made me love the music industry because uh, you know we had been already been through so many situations with different artists and whatnot and you know just them doing weird shit so i, I can know. say my favorite artist we booked was distorted this oh my god and i love distorted Ro- and robert galardo hell yeah bro galardo is such a genius like it's <laughs> I fucking love him for real. I really, really love working with him. Like, every single project that we've done has been so fun. Like, just so creative and out of the box. Like, we've never done something that was just some regular shit, honestly. Like, every single project that we've worked on together was some some shit that was just out of here. So, he's always been very inspiring to, to me. And, and I... I love having him around as even just like someone to motivate me because 
Mind you, he's been one of my favorite creatives since, like, I, we were in fucking high school, literally, mm-hmm. like, since we were, like, 16, like, around the time when we met, like, I had always been seeing his work, um, and that was way before he was, you know, creative director for AUG or anything like that, um, I don't even remember how I came across his work. You know what? I, for me, I think it was definitely just on some internet shit because I oh he I'm was doing the um new, new work honestly he was doing the illustrations. That's oh those illustrations yeah, see, and look, that's, I love his minimalism, bro, because he still makes the impact, and I think that's something that people like like it's just not appreciated enough, honestly, in my opinion, anyway. Like minimalism is such a crazy craft, but interestingly enough um i actually i mean i had we had known him for a while like we had booked him for cd3 right Mm -hmm. um when he did that one installation in that white room but yeah cd4 was my favorite just because i wasn't expecting that much impact yo like we had so much impact that we were able to do a day three with still like so many people there and like a last minute day three like because it's shut down after X. Like, he fucking. Well, it was his performance combined with that crazy ass girl fucking trying to grab the cops gun. But, but yeah. anyway, um, basically, CD5 was like, you know, towards the end, people were leaving and shit. Um, I think I was taking down my art when Gallardo came up to me. I didn't even see him. Nah, he, he was there. He was there. He was mostly in the art room, though. Oh, but that was mainly by the stage area. So oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because you were doing... A, yeah, see, I was mostly in the art room because the definitely, like, what made it worth it for me was, the like, that that was the day that, um, basically, like... I mean, like I said, I had known Gallardo, but he came up to me that night and basically, like, asked me to link or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we met up the next day and we had a little meeting and whatnot, um... And then from there, we've just been working together ever since. Like, we, like, you know, whenever we're in the same city, we link up, or even if, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just hit him up for whatever work it may be, or he hits me up whenever he needs something. And yeah, like I said, he's just one of my favorite people to work with because we're, we're so alike in our, in our work process as far as like, like even our like just our creative process is very very similar like we both smoke Halloween and just be sitting there making jokes and then we're just like yo that would be kind of hard though <laughs> like that's the type of person that we are you know so and we definitely have a very similar sense of humor so it's just really easy hmm. like <laughs> damn that's all the weed I had no way he's dope though second to none what's what's this brand about to you what what are you doing with this brand okay so basically i really really just wanted to kind of separate myself as a clothing designer versus everything else that i do because like you said i really do have about fucking 10 10 different careers so um yeah i just i mean i was releasing all of my clothing under just kanji before which was cool and it was working but um i just i just wanted the separation honestly because i i mean something i always get asked is when people ask me what do i what do i do but that's like, a terrible question yeah it, it's a terrible question but also like i know that they're asking because they're confused because they're just like 
I see you fucking everywhere. Like I literally have seen you in three different states in the past <laughs> in the past month or so. Like what do you do? You're in every like important room, I guess, so to say. But um but yeah, so I just I just really wanted to make a separation between me as a designer and me as an entity. Um because I still want to keep working in the music industry like just doing different stuff really like there's there's a lot that I have been getting my hands on too so um I definitely want to keep pushing them I just don't want it to be as confusing anymore so um and also I just really want to be able to more uh just to continue spreading the message in a more solid way like with a better foundation you know and I definitely also wanted to build a team, which I think it's going to be a lot easier now that, you know what I'm saying? I have this brand and I can just separate everything else from. Um, but yeah, so Second to None um, is something I've been working on for a really long time. Definitely really, really exciting about releasing it. Um, and yeah, like I said before, it's I'm, I'm going to continue touching on subjects as far as duality goes and also um, obviously about the concept of money in general like that's why you know i have the two dollar bills and whatnot um i just i just want to keep uh creating but under a, a more established platform as far as this goes and mm. i really want to keep I, something i like i said i really want to kind of dismantle and and keep speaking on is like I said the concept of money and how we can kind of like take our power back as as people in a capitalist society um the funniest fucking question people (laughs) ask me like when they just see this on the table like you know this is kind of like sitting there just like yo is that a real two dollar bill or or they'll be like why you got fake two dollar bills on the table bruh like to you know whoever's crib I'm at or whatever and that shit is so funny to me because it's like it's especially if I'm there in the room I'll be like no it, it is a real two dollar bill look at it <laughs> right it's a fucking sticker but <laughs> but it is a real two dollar bill if you want it to be because that's all money is like it's literally just however much value you put into a certain thing like this could be money if you wanted it to be. You know what I mean? It is. Like, you exchanged it for a certain amount of money. I mean, I could see where you're going because if you literally could sell this for $2. Yeah. And then then it would be worth $2. Do you remember when I did those um, heart-shaped $2 bills? Like, I folded an actual $2 bill into a heart and I made it into a pin? Yeah. Yeah. And I I sold them for, like, $22. Mm -hmm. And, like, some people were, like, really psyched about it but some people were like i'm really paying 22 dollars for a two dollar bill and <laughs> like i said shit like that is really funny to me because but it's just some material that's, yeah, that's all that it exa- is and honestly if i fucking die tomorrow god knows how much this bill is gonna be worth like people are you know what i'm saying yeah. like it it's literally all in your perspective and what you perceive it to be and and it's always been that way so um I was I was watching a documentary and just reading a lot about how um, you know humanity kind of came to 
going from barter system to actually, you know, exchanging between um, silver and gold and... And paper. Yeah, and then afterwards to paper. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but the first people to change from... uh, from gold and silver to actual paper and like accepting it as a form of value were the Chinese people and um, where our bill says and God we trust their bill says those who are counterfeiting will be decapitated so that's why the two shirts that I dropped you know one of them is says in, in the universe we trust um, with the G in the center and then the other one says those who are found counterfeiting will be decapitated. And then it has the two bill, the $2 bills in the back. Um, and I just really, really love that because that all goes back, right back to what I was talking about as far as duality goes because those two statements are so different. Mm-hmm. Like, in God we trust and those who are found counterfeiting will be decapitated. Like, that's such a dark statement compared to in God we trust. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I really, really love shit like that because... Chinese people don't play. Yo, what? <laughs> and, and that's some real shit, though. But but that's that's a lot of also just how I am as a person as far as... um. That's so hilarious because China, China has a lot of counterfeit products. Hell yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, where, that's where it's fucking... Oh my, that's so funny. Yeah, they definitely do. They definitely, definitely do. But yeah, I'm definitely really excited about about this brand because I am going to continue building on the topic of money and the topic of duality. And this is kind of just going to be a platform for me to just, um, like I said, continue spreading the message and continue just trying to just spark the conversation, honestly, Mm -hmm. because like I told you earlier, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, like just people being able to have these conversations so we can have different understandings and have different perspectives as far as like how we move forward together as people okay mm-hmm. that's dope so thank you do you do you see this being a fashion brand more than, or are you gonna move towards other things besides fashion or well, are you still figuring that out you know me i'm definitely because I, I know you work with a bunch fashion. of fashion it's yeah. definitely gonna be fashion like I wasn't going to say it, but this is definitely going to go into more cut and sew stuff. So I'm definitely, I want to make more stuff for girls. Like, I really want to make more, like, you know, just custom pieces and stuff like that. Because that's that's really how I started. Like, you remember me and Adir used to make all the, those custom ja- jackets, like those one-on-ones, and just auction them off and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I don't necessarily want to continue making one-of-one pieces. Like, I'll probably only make them for my friends when they want it or when they need something for, like, a show or something like that mm-hmm. or, like, an interview or whatever it may be. But um, but I definitely do want to make more cut and sew stuff that I can do uh, wholesale, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of concepts that I want to go into, but I, this is just a warm-up. Honestly, I'm kind of just, like, this This first release is really going to be, like, the intro to, to everything that's about to happen, so... I'm kind of just warming everybody up, to be honest, but, but yeah. Um, so how did you come up with that name, Second to None, though? Um, because I, like I said, I really love the duality of everything, mm-hmm. and like, I really love the number two. I love the number two for a few reasons, to be honest. Like, definitely my angel number. That number follows me everywhere. Like, 
especially when I'm, you know, feeling a certain way and I just need some type of reassurance from universe, like definitely always there for me. But also it's the most feminine number. Like if you think about it, it's literally just the most feminine number, mm-hmm. it, you know, from one comes to. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely really love the aspect of that. And again, the duality aspect of it was kind of my favorite thing about it, more so than anything. Um, but, and then, you know, with the duality of everything, I wanted the name to be something that I definitely knew I wanted the number two in the name, but I was like, how can I make this, you know what I'm saying? Show the duality of things. So the number two is so big, but it's, I'm really saying second to none. So it's like, we're still first, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah the number two is really big just to kind of throw you off you can underestimate me all you want but i'm definitely still coming up first (laughs) okay Hmm. yeah all right well it was great having you i'm excited to see what you put out especially the kind of stuff so excited thank you me too um like i said i'm just now warming up and it's gonna be awesome it's gonna i'm gonna take my time with it because you know, it, this is my baby. Like like I said, it's something I've been working on for a really long time. So this is my baby and I'm going to take my time with it. And people are going to be mad at me fucking taking six months to release something. I mean, and, but that's how... That's, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's really how fashion is really right. supposed to be. Yeah. And, and to only, answer only your people- earlier question, I definitely am going to go into other products. Like I... It's not just going to be fashion. I'm definitely, that's what you're starting. Yeah, I'm definitely going to lay the foundation with it because because it's what I love, but I love designing in general. So I'm definitely, definitely going to be diving into uh, other projects, which I, I'm not going to mention them just yet, but I definitely have a lot of stuff lined up that I think people are going to love, and I'm really excited about it. Dope, dope, dope. Mm, yes, ma'am. But yeah, um, also, before we cut this off, before we cut this off, me and you definitely need to get back to work again soon. And yeah. And bring the women together with another conceptual, yo. Like, I mean, you know, once all of this is over, obviously, we're not going to do it no time soon, but you know like people ask me I about still the, people ask that. me about conceptual all the time and i'm just like it's i i know we're gonna get back to it but yeah it's it's just with due time for sure like i haven't even like like i said been diving into too many shows or anything because it is a lot but honestly my favorite shows that we did were definitely always like conceptual. Like that was one show, and it was just amazing. No, that was that. No, but you can't. Oh, forget, was, you can't forget the, the pop um, um, the, the pop up vibe the installation. School. Oh but, yeah, we did a bus installation. Yeah, yeah, we did. But my favorite it. one was for CD Four Loki. Like we had Abra there, Betty. We had oh my god, we had so many Abra beautiful so nice. women. Yo, shout out to Abra. Shout out to Betty Doll. I think we've had Betty Doll. At every conceptual, if I'm not mistaken, Probably I think she was her, a uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Betty, Sherelle, Venus, Venus like Sheba. those are all like certified conceptual girls for real, for real. Like, yeah, they've been at every single one that we could have them at, and yeah, fucking shout out Sherelle. That's my dog. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, she's definitely one of the people that have 
been able to really help me make all of this happen like this is her crib honestly i'm renting out a room in this bitch but bro like only reason why i get to you know what i why i've gotten to be in such like comfortable space where i'm where i've been able to heal and mm-hmm. been able to create in a peaceful way has definitely been due to her being able to you know what i'm saying like extend this type of comfort to me which i'm eternally grateful for like shit like that is priceless honestly like mm-hmm. for real for real but conceptual vaginas coming soon yo all right maybe not soon soon but nah, soon but we enough. gotta work on something no nah, for general. real no nah, we have to we have to have to have to yeah thank you again kanji for being here it's always great to see you no I- likewise yo for real thank you for having me and thank you for the opportunity and i can't wait to see you again because we always make magic together so it's a fact thanks for tuning in to nicole zizi on air make sure to visit our website nicolezizstudio.com and instagram nicolezizstudio where you can subscribe to our list for updates on the show